What's up, MuggleCast listeners? If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. Get your own .com domain name for as low as $1.99. Plus, world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. Plus, as a listener of MuggleCast, enter code MUGGLE, that's M-U-G-G-L-E, when you check out, and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. This week's MuggleCast is also brought to you by Borders. Prepare for the upcoming release of Book 7 by catching a glimpse of where it all began. During the month of April, you can purchase Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on DVD for only $14.99 at Borders. Also, be sure to reserve Book 7 at Borders at 40% off and get a free sticker. Choose from Trust Snape or Snape is a very bad man. Because Jamie still continues to be a waste of space for one more week, this is MuggleCast episode 86 for April 11th, 2007. Hello and welcome to MuggleCast episode 86. This is our live call-in show. It's the second of our special shows because I'm a waste of space and I miss the train, as you all well know. And before we get to our live call-ins today, I'm joined today by Andrew and Micah. Say hello, guys. Hi! Yo. And Kevin Kevin is supposed to be here, but he'll be joining us soon. Before we start our live calls, we have a few announcements to make. Podcast Alley, please vote for us. You all know the drill by now. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I can't do this as well as Andrew, but yeah, <laughs> by now. And now Andrew's, Andrew has an announcement as well. Jamie, I just wanted to say you did excellent on the uh, Oh, really? Well, that's very kind of you to say you so. hosted it without me. It was fantastic. Um, also, I just wanted to point out, as we announced on uh, episode 85 this past Sunday, we have a brand new website along with our brand new album art. We've been getting a lot of good feedback about it and we just want to thank uh, Greg Porter over at ZaylorStudios.com if you want a great website design definitely head over to his site because as you can see from MuggleCast.com he can do some really fantastic websites uh, alright I think we're ready to start the calls Jamie okay then let's go to our first call now Tolga hey. go, hello um, hey I, yeah hey listen I just have um, a theory about, about cover art Wait, first of all, say uh, what's your name and where you're from. And where you come from. And also, one question uh, before you start. Do you watch Prison Break? Uh, no. Ah, uh, well, oh. you should. <laughs> uh, um, okay, then, uh, go ahead. I'm Richard Tolga, and I'm from um, New York, New York. And I just have a theory about the Deathly Hallows American cover. Mm-hmm. And my uh, theory is that like, instead of Harry being happy about uh, the thing that's coming down from the heavens, he's actually beckoning toward it because he wants it to destroy himself and the Horcrux, therefore effectively destroying himself, Voldemort, and the Horcrux, so that way he can kill him. What do you think it could be, this thing? I'm not sure, but it's just a theory, so I'm still working the kinks out of it. <laughs> well, what are some of the kinks? Are there any? I think that's a pretty good idea. It's well, it's extremely interesting because you know it everyone so far has been thinking that 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 he he's looking towards the sky for something to bring down. But go yeah, ahead. It also sort of explains the orange sky, like it could be something uh, reminiscent of Doomsday. So, hmm, very interesting. It's not a bad idea. Thank I don't you know though. Much. I don't. I don't. Hold on. Wait a second. Before we wrap that up, I don't know if Harry would sacrifice himself though. I think if oh, Harry's well, going to die, another. it's going to be well, by accident. You. Well, I am me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story, though. Yeah, it really, He's really sacrifice is. sacrifice himself. No, but Andrew, you and I were talking about this earlier in the week, and um, somebody else had proposed a theory that was similar to uh, to what he's saying, and that is, you know, Voldemort seems to be backing away from what's going on, whereas Harry is sort of more so beckoning it. So is this possible that this is the final confrontation in the book and you know both of them are going to die just Harry is more accepting of it yeah. also also, it's just a quick note there seems to be wooden planks on the ground so it could be that wood is falling from the sky <laughs> well I mentioned this in a previous show I thought that they were they looked very broken up sort of like Harry's destroyed something or perhaps the thing in the sky uh, well, is a result Voldemort of it being destroyed it. yeah or perhaps Voldemort did I don't know 
Interesting theory, though. Whatever's going on, it's very messy. <laughs> it is It is very messy. Okay, th- thank you very much for your call. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, Richard. Thanks. Hello, call the Junior State. Your name, where you come from, and your theory, please. Hi, this is Peter Pickles, and I'm from St. Louis. Peter P- Is that your real name, Peter Yeah, I was going to say, is that your real name? <laughs> no, it's just my name online. <laughs> is your Is Peter real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting choice of name. What's your theory? Um, to me, it looks like they're in the Colosseum in the background. Colosseum. What, like the yes. Roman Colosseum. Yeah. I oh, say so Joe's interested. Sort of. Uh, sorry, Joe's um, introducing history and in, uh, yes. Roman to her books. That's pre- uh, that, yeah. That's that's pretty interesting. I like that. What they're they're sort of in the Ministry of Magic and they. Um, apparate to the Colosseum and have the final <laughs> battle there. I'd like that. I like that. Certainly possible. It is. It, it, it is definitely pa- possible, and it would make a very, very interesting uh, ending. Andrew, do you, wait. Do you think Joe would really put a, a real world uh, I don't landmark would, into the well, books? Wouldn't it show uh, that um, you know that both worlds are completely intertwined, and that you can't have something affecting one thing as you know if it doesn't affect the other? And you could have a huge crowd there as well. And right at the end. The emperor could do like a thumbs up or a, or a thumbs down <laughs> on whether Voldemort should, should live or die. So I love that theory. Thank you very yeah. much. Do you really do you get lions? Do the lions come into play at all? Yes, exactly. The lions could be there, and they and they tie Voldemort to a stake, and and you know, and he'd come in, and they tell his crimes against Rome and how he insulted the uh, emperor's wife and mother, and then the lions will be set loose, and he'd be gone. Hmm. Or maybe the lions retrieved the Horcrux. Well, perhaps they did, and then they <laughs> ate it. Uh, and afterwards, Harry's like, oh, I guess might as well go say hi to the Pope since I'm here. <laughs> well, yep. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Peter. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. Peter. Hi, do you think you can state your name, where you're from, and your theory, please? My name's Kyle Beamer from Gibbsboro, New Jersey. New Jersey? Oh, man. It's you, Andrew. I wonder why you've picked... No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, can I just ask... That. Before you state your theory, do you like to ask you a very important question? Do you watch Prison Break? Um, no. Okay, well, you should. Okay. And that's all I'll say on this. Uh, <laughs> Go on, what's your theory, please? Um, well, one, I want to say really quick, great show. Andrew, Thank you. I live like 15 minutes away from you. Not going to lie, I'm a little freaked out by that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um... Wait, is that your theory, that you live 15 minutes away from Andrew? Or is that true? <laughs> No, that's no, true, but I'll, here's my theory. Um, I was really reading Harry Potter 4, Goblet of Fire, the other day, and um, in on page 2, I think it is, they're in the bar and uh, about talking about uh, the caretaker of the Riddles house, about he murdered them, and the bar's name is called The Hanging Man. It is, and indeed. Deathly Hollows is supposed to be about like The Hanged Man or something like that. It is. That's a very interesting uh, idea. People, people have talked about that, I think, and how sort of like that that relates to the title, as you say, and whether we're going to see anything else happening in that pub or if it's going to be a central location in uh, Book 7. But I don't know. Micah? Yeah, I think uh, all the shows that we did, that's a great reference. Um, we tried to catch as many as we possibly could uh, throughout the series re- referencing The Hangman. So uh, I think it's a good catch, and you know, people are probably going to find more and more things as as they reread the books. Kyle, do you think there's going to be action in The Hangman in Book 7? Um, I don't know. I hope so. I think Harry's going to have to go back uh, probably to the Riddle's house because I think that uh, maybe there's a Horcrux there because he murdered his parents that day. So, possibly. Mm-hmm. Good point. That's pretty interesting. But um, going back to the prison break thing, sorry, I just want to know what... <laughs> What TV series do you watch? Do you watch um, any around yeah. today? My favorite is uh, Office and Heroes. Oh, do you watch I'm the uh, Office American too. Office, though, or yes. the British one? I watch uh, the American Office, but I've also seen clips of the UK one, and it's pretty funny. Really? See, I'm a, I'm a kind of, you know, original British Office person, and I don't think the uh, American one oh, it's uh, hilarious. Li- lives up to it. Steve Carell, well, man. Am Andrew, I right, Kyle? Steve Carell? Definitely. Life. Did yeah. you watch it last night, Andrew? No, I haven't seen it in so long. Was it new? Yeah, Dwight oh, said... Don't ruin it for me! I gotta watch it. Oh. <laughs> Alright, what does he hey. say? What does he say? Tell me. <laughs> um, at the end, he says, I'm not a hero. The person whose hero is Hiro Nakamura from uh, Heroes. <laughs> and then he also goes... Nice. And Bono. 
<laughs> Does he really? Oh man, he wins in my book. Yeah, Isn't and he the um, guy from um, you two... Bruce Almighty. No, you two what? Is like my favorite band. Me and my two friends last night had sleepover, and all we my friend brought over uh, the Elevation tour on DVD, awesome. and all we all we did for like three hours was watch that over and over. Hey man, I'm only 15 minutes away. Give me a call next time. You're watching YouTube DVD. I'll be there. Yeah, you you can. You can have a kind of party in, uh, yeah. <laughs> in New Jersey, light the town up. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right, Kyle. Thank you very much, Kyle. See you later. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, do you think you could state your name, where you come from, and your theory, please? My name's Chloe. I'm from New Jersey. And my theory is that maybe, possibly, uh, that the cover art is not the final battle between him and Voldemort, but maybe they're both... Well, Voldemort finds out that he's searching for the Horcruxes, and that they're both reading for the Horcrux. That oh, so, possi- you, so you mean that Voldemort's trying to save it before Harry can get to it? Yeah. Michael, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think when you look at Voldemort, uh, that he's sort of falling back a little bit. And I don't know if he was trying to stop Harry from getting whatever that is that he'd be falling back he would be a little bit more aggressive whereas Harry has his palm open for it almost welcoming whatever it is so I think whatever that is that he's reaching for Voldemort's afraid of it more than anything else yeah hmm. Chloe, Chloe what do you think that building is because we've just had a call that um, talks about uh, that it could be the Colosseum from Rome because it looks like it what do you think that building is where do you think they are I was pretty convinced that it might part a separate part of the Ministry of Magic that we yeah. haven't been introduced to yet. Yeah. And what do you think the um, shadows are around the edge? Because uh, didn't Scholastic say that they were definitely figures, people, shadows of um, people? So do you think that they're people who Voldemort has killed or a kind of priory incantatum, you know, thing where they've come back to watch Harry take a Horcrux or something like that? I actually thought that it might be Death Eaters and other other, um, followers. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Well, what what do you think, Chloe, about them being the Deathly Hollows, the spirits of those that Voldemort has killed even? They're sort of watching what's going on. Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, for me, I think it's definitely one or the other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sorry. Go on. No, go on. No, I was going to say, everyone has all these theories about it being the Ministry. What about it? What if that's Hogwarts? You know, you have stone on the ground, you have wood on the ground, perhaps the wooden doors. That well, where have we seen a well Coliseum be. before, unless they're going to build one in Book 7? Well, yeah, they could well be. That could I mean, be the we, whole thing. We've pretty much seen all of Hogwarts now, haven't we? There's no place that we haven't been to. No, that's very true. Can we just uh, can we just t- take this moment to intro Kevin, who was supposed to be here on on time, but thanks to Windows Vista, which he now uses, uh, he's, uh, he's he's about ten minutes late. So, hey, Kevin. Hello. Hi. How's it uh, going? Very well. Very well. Um, we're Andrew, speaking with you, Chloe. Yeah, we're speaking with Chloe here. Okay. Thank you very much, Chloe. See you thanks. later. Bye. Hello, cool. Do you need to state your name, where you're from, and your theory, please? Um, I'm Abby, 13, from North Carolina. Hi, Abby. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How's good. the weather in Arizona, was it? North, North Carolina. Carolina. Uh, North Pretty Carolina. easy to confuse me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sorry Skype broke up. It was Abby, little... can I just ask you um, one question before you state your yeah. theory? Yeah, okay, go ahead. I was wondering, do you watch Prison Break by any chance? I do not. Oh, well, can I... Every person who's phoned up has said they don't, and I, I think it's a travesty. You should, really. It's so good. It's unbelievable. Hey, one, I'll keep that in mind. One you other you thing. should. You really should. I'm going to be driving to uh, South Carolina tomorrow, so when I pass through North Carolina, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for you. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a very small place. You'll probably see her. I can Not like you would know, Jamie. I have no, uh, to prove it. That's right. What, what, are you go- what are you going to do when you go through Arizona? <laughs> I said North keep, Carolina. Keep driving, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your theory, Abby? Um. Well, I was going to talk about the full moon on the back of the British children's edition of the cover. Ooh. Yeah. And you guys talked about this for a little while in episode 83, but you never really mentioned the moon. And full moons are often associated with insanity and insomnia as well as magic. 
So yeah. I think this could be a symbol of the final battle ending in like a whole mess of like just magic and things. Um, but the castle is icy, as you said. But I think that might have. I think it's Hogwarts. And oh, really? I thought that yeah, I thought that it might have something to do with all the magical stuff going on in it, and that it might show that it's like closing down and the final battle takes place there. Why do you think the castle is silvery? Um, that's due to the moon, or I don't really know. I think it just might have something to do with all the magic that's going on with it. Hmm. Um, and, and are you sure it's not um, Aladdin's palace from uh, <laughs> Aladdin? Because um, I'm I'm 110 percent sure it is. Honestly. Well, as much as I would love to think that Disney would meet Harry Potter, I think it's Hogwarts. They have no, 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 no. They have really. They've signed a deal. Warner Brothers and Disney have signed this huge. Multi-million pound deal, and they're uh, and they're fusing the two together. Isn't that right, Micah? Uh, yes. I'm glad you agree. Yes. <laughs> I agree. No, you didn't sure. pick that up in the news center, Micah? Yeah. No, no, oh, I didn't catch that story. Oh, that's bad. You're fired then. Okay. You can't even work that out. What do you think about that theory, though? The moon. Um. Well, I also I just wanted to say that by the U.S. edition, it kind of shows that the or well, I think that the final battle will take place in the death chamber in the ministry. And I was just wondering whether you guys had any ideas why they would show separate places on the covers. Um, Andrew? Oh, I don't know. For the covers, you mean? Like, why they're both set on different... You know, yeah. Different... Well, I really think it's just up to the, the illustrator to decide yeah. what they want to do. I mean, I, I know Mary Grant pre-reads the whole book, and so I assume the UK illustrator does too. Well, I think they changed them, the uh, illustrators. I don't think it's the same person who does it. No, I, it's, it's still definitely Mary Grant Prix. Oh, well, what, for the U.S.? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a kind of creative license. You know, they draw what they, they feel personally is the, is the um, you know, best illustration for the book. I mean, I'm sure they put it through Joe, but, you know, I guess it's just a creative license type thing. Kevin? Well, I was just going to say that going back to the full moon, it's interesting that she, he or she, I'm not sure who illustrated the U.K. cover, decided to sure put the... the dude. Was it? Sorry. Um, well... Just the fact that they put a full moon on the cover has some implications as to what we can expect from the seventh book. I mean, it's not an arbitrary choice, so you no, it's not. would expect that a full moon would come up, and with a full moon you know of, you know, werewolves and Lupin and, you know, all the implications well, behind that's that. That's exactly um, what I thought. I thought it was, um, you know, the whole werewolf reference it's obviously a huge full moon slap bang on the back of the cover you know I assume that it would you know either Lupin would figure or Greyback would figure pretty heavily but yeah that's that's what I, I thought of when I, I don't know Micah um uh, what was I going to say I think what's interesting you, is that you know that <laughs> no yes that's very true um I think the British illustrator actually for the children's edition is told what to draw, not necessarily reads the book. At least that's what I remember. Really? Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. With the full moon, again, I agree with what you guys were saying as far as Lupin, werewolves, that sort. But what's interesting to me about this is the castle looks very calm. It's very relaxed, whereas everything around it looks like it's in complete disarray and destruction. Yeah. If you look at the tree, everything seems to be off of it. There's smoke or clouds rising in the distance. You don't really have any look at the Forbidden Forest but, at all. Abby, do you um, think that sort of calmness isn't really calmness, but is more sort of, you know, hostility and problems within Hogwarts? Or do you think it is calm over the castle? Um, I think it does kind of show calm a little bit. And But if you actually look behind it, there's some clouds. And there's kind of a face in one of the clouds. I don't know whether that's just... It looks like... I don't know, you kind of see a face and two teeth. I don't know whether that's just me imagining things. but. <laughs> and you also see a tree, which I think might be the Whomping Willow. So I don't know whether that could resemble a return of the Marauders, which, um, because they use that. Yeah. Well, Look, you know, um, isn't Prongs on the cover as well? A... Yeah, he's on the yeah. um, inside flap. Well, that's well, very I was, interesting. I was going to say that it looks like a, a large amount of trees. And the first thing I thought of when I saw it was the forbidden forest that had been destroyed but was being, you know, covered by smoke or some cloud of some sort. 
Yeah. Like the sort of the battle right on their doorstep. Yeah. I mean, could it be the oncoming, the ensuing battle, the sort of clouds rolling towards Hogwarts? Right. Yeah, the calm before the storm. Right. And I also, I also saw what you mean by the face in the clouds. It looks like they meant to put like wispy faces in the cloud. I don't know if they did. Yeah, yeah like the just the spirits returning. Right. I think that's pretty right. But that reminds me of. Um, I don't know why I, I, I remember this, but there's um, I saw some photos of the Twin Towers after um, after September the 11th, and there was a conspiracy theory that you, you could see the face of the devil in, the, in yeah. them. Yeah. And I saw these photos, and it looked pretty real, but I didn't know if they'd been doctored or if they were the real thing, or if my mind was just being, you know... Everyone uh, sees something different in clouds, it's I true. believe. So, I mean, you know, it all depends on how, how uh, kinked your neck is when you're looking at it. But yeah, uh, That's true. We James got some other... flipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got some other uh, callers to get to today, but thanks, Abby, for calling. Thanks, Abby. See you later. Thanks, Abby. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, do you think you can say your name, where you come from, and your theory, please? Uh, yeah, my name's Lena. I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland, 16 years old. Everyone's um, on the East Coast today. It's awesome. Yeah, it's true. Although we've had somebody from... Oh, no, wait. North Carolina is on the East Coast, isn't it? I'm going to confused with uh, California. Lena, before you ask your uh, theory, can I just ask you one quick question? Sure. I was wondering, do you, do you know who Michael Schofield is? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you see, the question I've been asking everyone is, do you watch Prison Break? And he's a character <laughs> from, from Prison Break. Prison Break, but uh, everyone hasn't heard of him, and no one watches Prison Break. It's it's very very depressing. I think you should start definitely. Is that the Promise name of the me. actor or like the character on the show? That's the character. He's played oh. by Wentworth Miller. Um, you should definitely watch. Promise me, please, please. I'll, t- I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make my year. It'll make my year if you do. Please. Okay, go on. What's your theory? <laughs> that is all your ruins. Um. Not really a theory, but I was thinking about how all of the other books were titled, and it seems to be something tangible each time, like the Sorcerer's Stone, and even like the Half-Blood Prince is a person. So yeah. I think that the Deathly Hallows is going to be something very specific. Yeah. Like, people think it's like, I don't know, the final battle and whatnot, but I feel it's going to be a, a place, or, yeah, like, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, we talked about this a while ago, and and we said that, as you say, you know, the uh, philosopher's stone was a specific thing, chamber of secrets, specific thing, prisoner of Azkaban, a person, goblet of fire, an object, you well, know, order of the phoenix, yeah. a group. But then, Deathly Hallows just seems like at the moment it could mean anything. But it it could be anything. But I don't think that Joe would um, deteriorate from the kind of the theme. Um, yeah. yeah, what she's already set up. Well, I mean, but when you first heard Half-Blood Prince, you knew it was either a prince that was half-blood or the prince of the half-bloods. But with this book, it just seems that there is so much you could it could be. I mean, I agree with you. It's probably going to be something specific. But right now, do you think, do you think that she w- just wants to build up the mysticism by sort of, you know, not telling everyone exactly w- what it is? Or? I think that's exactly it. Because, I, I mean... Know. We're going to be so short on details about this book that if she keeps it open with this title, then we're going to have uh, much more to speculate about. Because I really don't think, like, the summary in the, uh, we talked about this last week, the summary uh, inside the flap of the book, it's very broad, it doesn't really name anything new in book seven, it just says that Harry's got to fight this final battle, you know, and he's all on his own. And just the whole... So, by making the title very broad, very... There's much to speculate about, you know, it sort of makes up for it, I guess. That is true. I do know, though, that we will be very sure what it is. At least, we always find out what it is. It's not going to be like this, um, you know, we're going to finish reading the book, and then we're going to go, wait, what was the Deathly Hallows? <laughs> like, we're going to find out what exactly it is. Yeah, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more tangible and less of a theme of the book, yeah. is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. It seems like uh, the locket's going to be the theme of the book, based on uh, where yeah, we're seeing see, it. I mean, it's on the main everywhere, cover. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I wanted something big and new <laughs> to be that the theme of yeah, the book. But for all we know, they're putting the locket on there just to put a piece of the old books 
in the new book just to catch your interest. You know, Diversion. just because, of, yeah, it, it's sort of like, you know, 20 years down the line for someone newly reading the books, you know, seeing the the locket may spark some interest in them. So I just I think, think so. Well, Lena, what I don't do you think? think? Um, well, I was, recently, um, I was recently rereading Order of the Phoenix, and I came across an interesting line, and I'm going to misquote this, but Ron said something <laughs> like... <laughs> Maybe um, Sirius's brother, oh God, what was it? Something like maybe they're talking about the weapon. They kept saying, you know, the weapon, the weapon was a big theme in yeah. Order of the Phoenix. And they said maybe Sirius's brother knew something about the weapon and yeah. he told Sirius. And I thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, everyone thinks that the locket's in um, number 12 Grimald Place. Yeah. So, if Sirius was, I don't know, there for the order meetings, I just, I just found that quote really interesting because maybe Sirius did know something that he didn't tell Harry. I think that's interesting, especially because you know Rab is clearly, um, you know, uh, an important character in it. Not least because he's got the uh, the Horcrux, but there has to be more than to him, you know, because that note she clearly meant to show everyone the. Um, that note so uh, uh, I agree I think and Sirius as well I know that, that Laura completely disagrees with me on this but I don't think Sirius has completely you know used up his role so yeah. I'd like to think that he can talk to us from beyond the grave or you know well I, I feel like we're going to find more about um, the past about James as Lily and Snape and Sirius in the past because I feel it's very important and uh, we need to find out about the moment when James saves Snape's life, and I think Sirius might be involved with that. That's pretty Probably, cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So, do you think we're just going to see him in a flashback sort of thing, or that's the problem? Either I don't think we can use a pensive again, just because we already saw Snape's worst memory that way, and yeah. Dumbledore wouldn't be keeping, you know, Snape's memories in his office. Right. So, I think that Harry's going to use time travel. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know that theory is kind of common that he's going to mm. go back and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many other ways for us to find out. Well, yeah. well, I would say a flashback. I mean, I'm one of those people who think that a lot of these characters, including Dumbledore and Sirius, left a trail of breadcrumbs in the sense that they. <laughs> well, what kind of bread? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the sense that they. Uh, they knew that they were in grave danger and they knew that there was a high possibility that they were actually going to end up dead and I just don't see them not leaving something behind to help the people they like they love I agree yeah and And I think that may contribute to the overall flashback thing because something can be explained in a letter that Sirius hid for Harry or a um, memory that Dumbledore left in a pensive only for Harry yeah. and stuff like that. All right, well, uh, uh, Lena, it's Lena, right? Yep. Thank you for calling. We got some other people to get to now, but yep, uh, thank we're you. gonna let you go. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, pickles. Hello, Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, Andrew, this is uh, Johnny13 from uh, Boston, Mass, and I uh, heard you guys were doing a theory submission. Hey, Johnny. Or? I'm sorry, we, we only saw... So, oh, I screwed it up. All right. Uh, you it, I worked, though, it worked pretty well. <laughs> Johnny, 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 before you get to your theory, can oh, I just ask you a question which... quickly? Yes. Okay, do you know who Michael Schofield is? I do, actually, yes. You do? <laughs> you do? Excellent, excellent. Who is he? Just to, just to prove it. Scanfield? He's what, sorry? Scanfield, you said? No, Schofield. Michael Schofield. Schofield. Yeah. Oh, the Gutfield? Do I hear Google? Like the... Do I, uh... do I hear Google? <laughs> no. The, the prison break guy. Yeah, the prison break the, guy. The main character, or the brother? Yeah, 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 the main guy. Do you watch Prison Break? Uh, no, but I've heard of it. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome, awesome. You're the best guy so, so far. I've been asking every single person if they watch Prison Break. I've just um, finished the, the second season, and it's so good, so I have to find out who else watches it, but you're the first guy who's heard of it, so well done. Well well, done. I don't want to spoil anything for you, so... Uh, <laughs> Have you seen it? Oh, uh, I, I've seen some of it, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Okay, then. So what's your theory, Johnny? 
Uh, well, uh, about the cover is, uh, I think that the um, the stadium or coliseum in the background is actually what is behind the veil or where the veil leads to, and it's where Voldemort and Harry are going to have their uh, final showdown. Mm. Well, you know, it's extremely interesting that you called it the Coliseum because um, we had a caller on before who um, actually said that he thinks it is the, the Roman Coliseum and that they're going to have a battle there. And um, what do you think about Do you think it's like a real-life place or it's just the building behind uh- the veil? Well, as real as it could be, I mean, it's, it's, it's. I don't think it's a place in London or anything. I think it's yeah. more, more fictional, more kind of not real, real reality. It's more behind the veil, yeah. or, and I think that's where Harry's gonna um, meet up with the. That's a pretty good theory, I think, because you know. The, the veil has been built up so much. There's going to be, you know, something dramatic happening with it. But what do you think they're reaching up for? Because we also had a caller who said that the thing that Harry's reaching for, it looks like that he wants to get it, but then um, they think that it could be a horcrux that both Harry and Voldemort are reaching for. Um, Voldemort wants to uh, take it so Harry can't get it, and and Harry obviously wants to take it first. He, he can destroy it. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's a pretty good idea. I mean... Since the British version is uh, the since the British uh, the British cover art is the um, the lock the uh, Slytherin locket that it's yeah. that's uh, that could be the Horcrux they're reaching for. That's very interesting. But isn't Kevin? that what's h- hanging on? Isn't that what is hanging on uh, Harry's neck? No, it's an iPod. Uh, it's I thought it was yeah. a. I thought it was his iPod when he's listening to Mugglecast. That's hanging <laughs> on. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, but seriously, I. I, I you think it's a locket, don't you? I, th- I think it's a locket, because it seems to be such a central point of the book now. I think it probably is, but why would he... I mean, obviously it can't be a Horcrux then, because why would he wear it bringing a Horcrux to Voldemort, you know? Oh, that seems good like yeah. So he must have destroyed it, and now he just keeps a photo of Ginny in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it or, really is an know, iPod. Uh, it could be. Micah, what... I was going to answer Johnny because we talked about this earlier with a couple of callers. Um, sort of the hand motions where Harry seems to have his hand open, mm-hmm. welcoming or trying to draw to him whatever it is, where Voldemort seems to be sort of have his hand pushing whatever it is away. I want to know what yeah. you thought about that. Well, it could just be uh, Mary. Uh, Mary's just, the uh, the artist is trying to. Um, she he could just be just kind of just looking up at kind of just reaching up for the sake of it. He might not actually be. I don't know. I I don't think that he's actually. Well, eh, I don't think he's actually reaching for anything. No. Mm-hmm. And do we know that is definitely Voldemort, the snake in the robe? I don't know who else it would be. But. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, wouldn't that be terrible uh, if it yeah, wasn't really that. Voldemort? <laughs> it's uh, serious. He's been deformed <laughs> yeah. behind the the veil, and then he puts that cloak on. Yeah. <laughs> And I know you, I know you guys have probably already talked about this, but isn't the uh, order the uh, um, uh, British children's uh, Deathly Hollows just terrible? Well, you mean the cover? Oh, the cover. Have yeah, you listened yeah. to like it? our discussion on the show? I have, but I mean, you, which I know one? you get that's why the children's. Yes, the children's. I was a bit taken aback. I was like, it's wait, why is it very so colorful? Yeah, it is, exactly. It, it is very fairy taleish, but I mean, I think that's the kind of theme of the Harry, of the children's Harry Potter ones. You know, I mean. Philosopher's Stone had the train, Chamber of Secrets. Um, I shouldn't have said that because I can't remember what Chamber of Secrets was. But you know, all, <laughs> the, all of them were pretty fairy taleish, and like, um, I think it's just I, I just like it because there's treasure, and you know, and I know not all treasures, you know, Never that kind mind. of that's gold uh... and everything, but but I don't know. I see what you mean, though. I can understand why people wouldn't like it because of you know yeah. how serious the book is. I, I, did you, do you guys think that that has anything to do with Deathly Hollows, the treasure, and everything? Um, I don't know, Kevin. Oh, the. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that that's that. I think that it may come up in the sense of the location they're fighting in, or a location they're brought to, because of say. But I don't think that it's directly involved in the the title of the book. I'm very intrigued by all this treasure because, uh, I mean, we've never seen so much treasure in in the books before besides going to Gringotts. 
Uh, is that his here is that Harry's vault? Do you think? Or? Well, do you have a quick theory about that? Do you have any ideas? I mean, it could be Harry's no, vault. No, I don't. Or it could be, it, I mean, well, I don't think it could be Harry's vault because there's all that armor too. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, that's why I didn't understand. It's they they were pretty deliberate about showing like a full suit of armor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have the chest piece, the shield. Yeah. The it was, yeah. It was sword, very prominent. It was front and center. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. a different color from all the other pieces. So. Right. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, calling in, Johnny. We've got some other callers to get to. Okay, sorry. Thank you thank for you having no me. No problem. Thanks See for calling. Johnny. Long live Muggle Cast, and have Ben back on the show. Woo! Well, you know <laughs> what? You can uh, yell at Ben. You want his phone number? I got Email it. Email him. Email him. Tell him, because he's... Email, uh, yeah. And trust me. I he, have. He had an open invitation to uh, be on the show today, but uh, apparently he couldn't, so... Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I will. All Thanks, right. Johnny. Well, if, you, if you don't like us, Johnny, whatever. We'll just, you know. No, yeah. no I, I don't know why I answered your call to begin with. <laughs> no, you're my favorite, Andrew. Okay, you whatever. and Jamie are my favorite. Whatever. So. So it's too late. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, okay. See you later. Oh, thanks right. a lot, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> By the way, Kevin and Mike are here, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Johnny. Uh, Bye. That's weird. He didn't try to clean that up and say, uh, yeah, I like you guys too. <laughs> hey, whatever, it's cool. All right. Uh. Hello, Kat, Katya. What? How do you say your name? Katya. Katya. Hello. Sorry about Katya, that. Katya. Yeah. Katya. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Where are you from? Philadelphia. All right. I- representing. Everyone's in the area today. I should have just done a live <laughs> podcast. Why? Why am I doing this over Skype? We just had uh, someone call from uh, Gibbsboro, New Jersey. Do you know where that is? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not too far it's from that. It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, what's what's your theory today? Um, well, I was thinking maybe, like, Voldemort has maybe, like, a vault or something in Gringotts. So that's why on the cover there's, like, all the coins and everything. So uh, maybe, like, they went to Hogwarts, got Doby, you know, the sword, and then went looking for his vault, maybe. That's very interesting. Do you know, we just had a caller who wondered what the treasure was in, you know, on the children's cover, so, I mean, and, you know, he said it could be the, um, it could be, you know, his fortune, but we thought it probably wasn't, because the armor at the front is so prominent, and Joe clearly wants us to see what that armor is, so. Right. I'm not sure, though. It could be in his vault, maybe it might be, like, a horcrux that he hides in there, because it is, Harry hides in there? No, the Voldemort hides in there. Oh. You, exact, it's extremely funny you should say that as well because I was thinking the other day um, when Hagrid says that you know Gringotts is the safest place to hide a Horcrux, you know, mm. except sorry to hide an object except uh, Hogwarts. I would think if if you were Voldemort, wouldn't you get a a vault and I mean I'd <laughs> think about putting it, yeah. a Horcrux in there <laughs> or, or one at least because you know they have to have some kind of secrecy clause you know you can't give a key to somebody who's who whose vault you know it, it doesn't who doesn't own it and like the goblins don't seem to have any allegiance so even if the ministry of magic came and said you know you have to open this vault because we think Voldemort's you know Horcrux are in there that seems an idea what do you think about that I wonder if the Ministry of Magic does have that power to open up a vault, to look inside it, you know, if, if they think someone might be trying to hide something in there. Not even Voldemort. But it's a private anyone. bank, isn't it? It's it, a private bank. It's it not is, like... but, I mean, that would be a big plot hole, wouldn't it? It's one of those things where, yeah. like, you know, you're just like, oh, well, couldn't you just put it in Gringotts and then... Yeah. If I was a goblin, yeah, I'd be like... tough one, though. And, yeah. You know. Well, maybe, like, the goblins aren't, are working for Voldemort now. Uh, maybe they're on his side. Well, yeah, he could well be. He could, yeah, he could just possess one. And uh... either that, or he has them under some sort of spell that requires that they can't give up that information, mm. like yeah. you know, unbreakable yeah. vows yeah. or something of the sort. Of goblins? What if that's a goblin on Harry's back? Why does it have to be a house elf? Because of the ears. Because it looks like one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Why does it have to be Harry? Because it looks well, you know, like... No, that, I agree, though. Yeah, yeah he's no, got that's a very point. interesting. Yeah. You do have a point. Um, the face is hidden. I mean, just a thought. That that might be because they don't want us to know if it's Creature or uh, uh, Dobby. Dobby. Yeah. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, no. Creature's a heck of a lot you older. You could, yeah. And grumpier. Yeah, he is a lot grumpier. Fat. He's got a little pot belly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you could tell. <laughs> I don't know. There's <laughs> uh, that theory gone. Yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, that maybe he went back to Hogwarts since of the, because of the sword? Maybe. Gryffindor's sword. 
Yeah. You mean? So, well, didn't we talk about this if, on the show? I think I think we said I it was, wasn't it? What, that his sword was like... Would you know... It's so dangerous, though, because he must... You know, Gryffindor... I don't want to say that Gryffindor is close to, you know, Dumbledore's and, and everyone's hearts, but it seems to be more so than, than the other houses. And he, he must realise the risk that he's, that he's you know, getting into by making the Horcrux... So, so, sorry, by making the sword a Horcrux, when it obviously has a greater connection to Hogwarts and, you know, in, in Hogwarts now than the cup and the locket and things like that. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I I thought originally when I saw the sword that he definitely went back to Hogwarts, and I still sort of think that. I mean, it's hard to believe that she's going to not have him go back to Hogwarts at least once during the book. You know, we've been what there all six years, and that is very true. And it's just and hard to believe that how, how important the seventh book was as well. If that they did that. And she she showed she set up Hogwarts through six books. I mean, why should, would she yeah. not? Hogwarts it, is as integral as Harry is to the story. If you ask exactly. me, exactly. So yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, thank you for calling in today, and mm-hmm. uh, we hope you uh, keep on listening. Thank, thank you. you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for calling. What's up, Nick? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Not bad. How about you? Where are you from? Uh, I'm in Idaho at college. Ooh, very cool. Uh, Idaho. It, is yep. that East Coast? No. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nick, Whatever. can I ask you a quick question? Right, yeah, Jamie. Okay, um, well, I've been asking everyone on who's been calling in, and I'm sure when people listen to this show, it's going to annoy them a lot, but I'm sorry. But um, do you know who Michael Schofield is? No, I have no idea. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> he's the main guy from uh, Prison Break, the series, and I've been uh, asking everyone if they watch it, and so far no one watches it. So um, I'd like to encourage you to watch it if you can, because it's awesome. Okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Jamie, did you sign a contract with Fox recently or something? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. My check's in the post now, so I need to. Uh, I need to start getting people watching it. Or they won't send me it. Yes, yeah, clearly money, so, you, you know. need, need to do that now that the season is over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a weird deal, Mike. It's a weird deal. Yeah. What's your theory? Um, I wanted to know if you guys thought that Harry could truly live a happy and fulfilling life if he ends up defeating Voldemort, you know, because of what he's gone through and what he's going to go through in the next book. Could he really, truly live a happy and fulfilling life after? That's a good question. I mean, That's he's he's going to be so mentally unstable, I think, after he Right, you Voldemort. see all the emotion that he's gone through in the last two books and exactly. what it's done to him, psychologically. Yeah, he's going to need some, some sort of counseling uh, going on. But I, I don't know, I think that, um... I think he could be all right. I think if yeah. anything's going to stable him, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Ginny. Well, and his friends, but more importantly, Ginny. Like a, a well, continuing a relationship with will her. his friends still be there at, at the end? You know, this is the question: yeah. Is he going to finish the, the series completely alone with Voldemort killed, or is he going to end it? You know, with Voldemort done but still with his friends? But um, Nick, if he does survive and he can lead a normal life, what job do you think he's going to do? Because we were talking about this it's the last episode, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> really? I we mean, focused yeah. on him being a hot dog seller, which we thought was pretty, pretty yeah. sure. Fun. I think that's he, weak. He needs, you know, why? Why is it weak? What do you think he's going to do? Well, I do. Well, okay. <laughs> Come on. He's not gonna be he a should hot be dog a model. Vendor. He should, yeah, he should be a model. There you he go. He should be a model. Yeah, or a podcaster. <laughs> the, the possibilities are endless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just think that Harry well, needs to. Um, ha- yeah, Harry's well, he definitely did. going to need to find something to. I, I hate. To, I guess stabilize his life because he's going to be. He does. He's going to be coming out of school out of this this mayhem that he's been going through for really the past seven years the past 18 years of his life really so uh, his whole life you mean yeah his whole life and he's got <laughs> yeah, his, his parents left him with enough money where he, I don't think he'd really immediately need a job he wouldn't immediately need a job right out of he wouldn't, school he, he wouldn't need one so he wouldn't but, need one uh, yeah. is he the kind of person who would get bored if he didn't have a job you know something Definitely, to do because so, yeah. it seems like yeah, he lives on the edge he wouldn't 
Well, it's not only living on the edge. It's after coming off of so much excitement. I, you, you would uh-huh. think that he would get so used to it that he'd have to do something. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Any ideas, Nick, Nick? Do you think he'd need to? Uh, he he'll need to do something to you know live his life properly, or do you think he can just relax and you know end his life having a nice time? My theory is that he's more going to be psychologically damaged, and that he's not going to be able to live a fulfilling life. So that kind of edges towards I want him to die, but I really don't. So, <laughs> but, I don't the know. Thing is, I'm still too. The thing is, though, if he's you know psychologically damaged, which psychiatrist is going to believe him when he goes in and says, you know, I've just had a huge battle with this wizard, and uh, I killed him, but I'm scarred for, for for life now. You know, you'd think he was mad. You wouldn't think he was, he was telling the truth. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he's going to go to like an uh, insane asylum or something if that happens. So he shouldn't go and tell a therapist because mm. they won't believe him in mm. a million years. Good point. <laughs> but I mean, I can see what you mean. But and you'd think if it happened to somebody who was older as well, they'd have more chance. But if you think, you know, because he's got one more book effectively to do all this stuff, he's going to be, you know, eighteen possibly 19 when you know he's killed Voldemort and his life as Harry Potter in the series is ended and that's a an extremely young age to have that responsibility and background so I see what you mean I think he could yeah he could be too damaged it's a good point yeah nothing yeah he's always going to be not messed up but just he's got to be affected I know, I by it yes I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't call it on un- I wouldn't call it unstable though I mean you can be stable and have Dramatic things I, happened. I'm it's just, just how you handle yeah. it. I'm just thinking he's going to keep having nightmares about it, and who knows, his scar might still continue to hurt because of the Death Eaters, you know. Yeah. So oh. there's lots of possibilities. I think it, it may depend on the structure that's around him. I mean, who survives, as Jamie that said true, yeah. just before. Yeah. You know, that's going to have a huge impact on how stable or unstable he's going to be after Book it's 7, assuming that he does survive. You know, if he loses those closest to him, maybe he'd rather, you know, be dead in all yeah, likelihood. Well, that, you know, that might the thing, be the yeah. solution. Here's a question for you, Nick. Yeah. Um, somebody emailed about this. On the children's cover, the UK edition children's cover, you can't really see his scar. And some people are saying, well, his hair's covering it. But some people are saying his scar isn't actually there. Sorry, on which cover? That? The UK I've children's cover. I've never seen cover. that. It's on the... I it's doesn't, look at that. You don't see it on the US one either, actually. Well, this is the thing, and people are saying, is it left out on purpose? Is it just, you know, because of the light there? Because it's extremely interesting if you see him with Voldemort without his scar, because you think, you know, something would have had to have happened. Like, perhaps if Harry's a Horcrux, then he's found a way to, you know, get rid of it without killing himself, but I'm not sure about that. I don't don't see how uh, Scar could be the last word of the book, though, if it's already gone before uh, the final battle. Yeah, that, that, that is very true. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. You know, I don't know. Or maybe his scar reappears and reappeared yeah, the scar. It, no, it, it definitely could be the last word of the book. I mean, there's always those, like, wrapping up sentences where they, you know, she could do something like, and that's the story of Harry Potter, you know, and the boy who, And his scar. Or the something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the boy with the lightning bolt I scar. <laughs> I cut myself last week and I have a scar. The end. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, thanks for calling in. We're gonna get to some other thanks, calls Nick. right now. Alrighty. Sounds good. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks. See you later, Nick. See ya. Bye. Hi. Hey. Do you, do you think you could say your name, where you're from, please? Okay. I'm Emily from Maryland. Um, I you probably have heard this, or maybe not, about I know on your last show you kept calling. The three people on the cover of the UK album are Harry, Ron, and Hermione, but I would could have sworn that who you're referring to as Ron was really Draco. You think Ron was Draco? Yeah, because it, if you look at it, he's it's blonde, he's blonde, and he's throwing green robes. So Slytherin, you know, green, and obviously Draco is blonde. But wait, he, his hair's still uh, ginger, isn't it? Not yeah. really. It's kind of the lighting, though. It looks kind of ginger to me. I don't know. That's. I mean, that's interesting. Um, well, they do like to hide, you know, very small things in there. But do you think that that means that Draco is going to be there working with Harry right at the end? Um, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about it because the first thing I thought when I saw that was that it's it's Draco because 
even though it looks kind of red ginger, it's very blonde um, looking, which it could be just because of the lighting and, you know, the sky is orange and all. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Well, it, it is an extremely interesting thing because everyone's been wondering, you know, will A, Draco be with Harry? Will he be with Harry to be banned, to, you know, to hinder his path? Or will he be there to redeem himself? And, and you know, and that, I think, is going to be a big theme in the final book, Redemption. So I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if you know, Draco was there at the end. Kevin? I mean, it's a possibility, but I really think that they wouldn't put Harry and Hermione on the book without Ron. I think it's just the trio. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I just yeah. think that being the trio, one isn't without the other in the sense of, you know. Well, you don't all, know what right? actually happens. <laughs> Something could happen right. so that the trio is not really the trio. It, that's true, but I don't think for one, they're, one, I don't see Draco playing. I, I don't see Draco making that expression, honestly. It, it, it sounds somewhat stupid, but it, it just seems as though they wouldn't represent Harry Potter, the last book, with Harry, Hermione, point. and Draco. I think what they do you think, have to represent it with the trio. Well, one listener actually wrote in over the week, and particularly about the clothing that Ron who I think is Ron and Hermione seem to be wearing. If you go back to Goblet of Fire, they actually, at the Yule Ball, Ron had on a green robe, I believe, and Hermione had on something that was purple. So perhaps this is yeah. after the wedding. Are they coming from the wedding? Oh, they that's were dressed interesting. Up? Oh. Well, didn't, didn't even consider that. Well, that's... Mm. And Harry actually had on some sort of black tuxedo, and he has on a black... Something doesn't there. Look like a I don't tuxedo, know what to call it. But yeah, it doesn't really look like a tuxedo, but um, you'd overall, think he'd bring though, a change of clothes as well. If he was overall, to play play yeah. more well, Harry actually looks like he's wearing his Hogwarts. Um, it does. Yeah. Clothing, whereas the other two look like they may have come from the wedding. Maybe Harry yeah. doesn't go. Do you think this that scene is, is that early in the book, though? Oh, well, actually, I'm assuming that the we- the wedding's over the summer, right? I'm thinking that it could be towards the end because I mean usually they illustrate that well not usually but you always think that they would illustrate the bottom like the last scene the final battle so if Draco's there actually defending Harry or or he's being killed in the photo well previously trying well I was just gonna say I mean like the UK covers uh, I know Chamber Secrets was the Fort Angela. And what were yeah, the others? Sorry, Jamie? that was the one. Anglia, Anglia. It's Anglia. Anglia. Sorry, Fort Anglia. Angela's a girl's name, Andrew. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, what um, what what are some of the other covers? What do they have on them? Um, I mean, oh, the Phoenix is on Order of the Phoenix. Uh, yeah, I mean, Prince so Prince of Azkaban was the God. Oh wow. So, like the significant <laughs> things. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were all the significant ones, definitely. Well, how? So. Well, okay. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, thank you for calling in today. Thank and you. Uh, we're going to get to some other calls now. So thank, thank you Thank you very much. See okay. you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep, thank you. Bye. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Where are you from? Oh, he hung up. Oh, he hung up. That's that a shame. Jack. Jack, Jack is not back. <laughs> it was actually hey. Jack Sparrow. All right, know. here comes another one. Hello? Hi. Hey, where are you from? Hi. I'm from Oregon, USA. Woo! Have we had any nice. phone callers today? You know why? It's the time zones thing, I bet. It, it, it is the time zone thing. It's half twelve here. People are in bed. Why are you still up, dude? Most people are in bed. Oh, well, I have to record this show thing. You know, you know, all, all my friends are in the U.S., so they get to do it at, at a nice, reasonable time. <laughs> to stay up. And, what and a very creative anyway, last name. You guys are Michelle. losers. Great yeah, last name. Yeah. Is yeah. that your real last name? Me? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. but I just go by Michelle Potter because oh. oh. Harry Potter fan, of course. Hey, we we know this guy who goes by Pickle, Peter Pickle. Yeah, it's Peter crazy. Pickle. <laughs> we asked him if if it was his real name, but no, he said no. I was Michelle. God, oh. sorry. I have a quick question for you. Do you know who Michael Schofield is? No. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, 
Oh, I'm gonna have to stop asking this. Do you know who Jack Bauer is? Uh, yeah, some actor. Okay, who... Yeah, the guy on Twenty Four. Yeah, everyone knows <laughs> who. Okay, yeah. uh, Jack Bauer is not as cool. I don't as even Michael watch Twenty Four, but Jack Bauer. Well, well, Michael Schofield is the lead guy from Prison Break, the TV series, and he oh. could kick Jack Bauer's thing any day. No, Jack Bauer is so bad, but that He's not. that Chuck takes Norris jokes. Twenty four hours to do things. There are Jack Bauer jokes. There are like loads Chuck of Jack Bauer's, but Andrew. Yeah, there's Andrew, no Michael Schofield. Um, Michael Schofield could, could do what Jack Bauer does in 12 hours. He could no. cut each episode in half. <laughs> He's that cool. Um, uh, do you have a theory, Michelle? Um, well, kind of. Well, for one thing, I'm positive that Snape is good because he has to know the entire prophecy because how could Dumbledore know the entire prophecy if he was interrupted by Snape? So I think that Snape only told Voldemort part of it, and that was also another reason why Dumbledore trusts him. I'm, sh- I'm not like the inventor of this theory, but it just makes a lot of sense. Oh, so um, are you saying that Snape heard the, the, the entire thing, but he was working for Dumbledore, so he deliberately fed Voldemort only half the information? Well, he must have... Something like that. He must have realized that it meant that Voldemort was going to kill someone. and He probably yeah. didn't know it was the Potters, but... I think he was teaching at Hogwarts at the time, or something like that. It's just Wouldn't that. Would it be easier? Sorry, go on. Sorry, messing myself sorry, up. But, um, Dumbledore wouldn't know the whole thing if he was interrupted by Snape, because when Trelawney goes yeah. into to her trance when she's like giving a prophecy, Harry couldn't yeah. figure out what was going on, and she doesn't remember it. And so it's not very likely that she, that Dumbledore could be doing two things at once. But then again, he is Dumbledore, and he can do anything. <laughs> that is true. He can multitask. He's the only man alive who can multitask, because the rest of us can't, seriously. We're absolutely useless. Um, but you'd think that if Snake was completely good, wouldn't he, um, wouldn't he feed Voldemort completely false information? Because, you know, half the prophecy is more dangerous than no record of the prophecy at all. That's true. Yeah. True. I mean, if I was Snape, I'd be feeding them uh, the wrong information. Yeah. Weak theory, I know, but... Well, I think this gets into the whole area about if he had any type of feelings for Lily, then he felt remorse for telling Voldemort anything in the first place. And yeah. so that's why yeah. he went to Hogwarts, that's why he let Dumbledore take him in and do all those sorts of things. And I think even at the end of the sixth book... One of the things that may prove even more so that he's good is he could do anything he wants to Harry at that time. You know, when he's running away, he could have stunned him, he could have killed him, he could have done anything he possibly wanted to do. So why why didn't he? You know, he teaches him. He tells Harry to close his mind. He stops a Death Eater from putting the Cruciatus curse on him, and he tells him to leave him alone because Harry belongs to Voldemort. So. I just found that interesting. I think even as Snape was fleeing Hogwarts, he was still teaching Harry. Why would he do that if he's completely evil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, definitely. I agree. But and he's clearly a very um, clever character, Snape. I don't care what people say about him being, you know, stupid. Um, even if he is out for himself, he's clearly very, very, very intelligent. And I think he he could play both sides. So, you know, it does. Yeah. Remain to be seen. We we talked about this uh, last week just a real little bit. I think it's kind of disappointing he's not on any of the covers because you know the big question is is Snape good or bad, and yet he doesn't play that big of a role in the final battle. So I don't know. I was sort of yeah. hoping that he was going to be maybe like the X factor in the final battle, where it's like between Harry and be. Voldemort, and then Snape yeah, shows up, be. and they're both living on a prayer that he's he's you know in Voldemort's like, case, um, like case bad, case no, 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 sorry. John Bon Jovi. He was living on a prayer. Exactly. That's what I was going for. Yeah. He will be. They'll they'll both be living on a prayer. Or or a spell. (laughs) Living on a spell. That would be the awesome, the best music to put to to the final battle, living on a prayer. I was just thinking about Bon Jovi jumping into the, the, what everyone's calling the Coliseum and uh, starting to rock Playing his guitar. Whoa! Living! (laughs) All right. right, Well, thank you, uh, Michelle, for calling today. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Hope See you at Speed Lightning. Bye-bye. Oh, will you be at it in Lightning? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Awesome. We will Doing too. The whole camp thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Excellent. So oh, we'll awesome. teach you how to cool. podcast. See you later. All See right. ya. Bye. Bye. Ya. Bye. Bye. Phil. Hey, Phil. 
Where are you from? Phil? Outside space, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, you there? time for the signal to get down. Yeah. <laughs> Born June 13th. Sorry about that. I'm on my hey, off. There you go. No problem, dude. Oh, uh, hey, Phil. Uh, yeah. No problem. Where are you from? Hi. I'm from uh, Orange County, California. Awesome, man! Ah, a West Coast. You're a first Hailing West from Coast Mikey's cooler. hometown Please. area, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Cool. State. It's called Energy State. No, so. uh, actually, I'm coming <laughs> yeah. for a hometown. Jamie, thanks for uh, oh, trying to oh, call me out there. Oh, does he live in there? Orange Sorry, County. Oh, yeah, he does, actually. I got completely wrong. I got yeah. it completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, who's right now? Can I ask you a quick question before you yeah. say your theory? Sure. Sure. Do you know who Michael Schofield is? Uh, no. Maybe it's just not a big uh, thing among Harry Potter fans to watch. Prison it, is, Break. it must be. Um, it's a pre- it's, he's the lead guy from Prison Break, and I just saw the uh, season finale, and I've been trying to find out who else watches it for intense Prison Break discussion, but no one does. Every single caller doesn't watch it, so uh, it's a shame. But do you have a theory, Phil? Um, yeah. Actually, I thought that um, the figures around Harry and Voldemort on the cover weren't uh, Death Eaters, but Dementors. And the uh, the smoke that's coming from Harry's hand is actually a uh, yeah. premature Patronus. Ah. Oh, that's I haven't heard that, anything like that before. I like that. And uh-huh. I like that because it, everyone assumes they're Death Eaters because they're, you know, dark figures and they're in shadow. But yeah. I like that a lot. In fact, I hadn't even considered de- Dementors. But do you think that Harry can make a Patronus strong enough to ward off all those Dementors while still, you know, battling against anything the Voldemort sends? Well, yeah, that's why I think that uh, it's premature and, like, silvery wisps of smoke, like uh, an incomplete Patronus, because he doesn't have a wand and he's also trying to fight Voldemort. So he might yeah. not have enough uh, like magical energy or anything left. Hmm. It's in- Whatever it's called. It's interesting though, but because the uh, Dementors are obviously you know exceptionally powerful creatures, and you'd think if Voldemort yeah. had them at his beck and call, they're they're more powerful to have than Death Eaters because you know you, you need a specific charm to to get rid of them. They make you unhappy and can stop you uh, you know using your powers effectively. But I guess to a trained wizard, a Patronus is an easy thing to create, so that could be why. They don't use them, but yeah. I don't know. Micah? I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I'm looking at it right now. I had to take another look at what he was talking about, but I actually asked this to another caller. Um, if there's some object maybe out there that you can't see, what does it look like to you? I mean, Harry's hand is open, almost like he's welcoming it. Uh, you know, Maybe if he's not doing the um, Patronus charm, is he trying to draw whatever it is to him in a welcoming way, whereas Voldemort seems to be pushing back against it. He has his hand sort of forced out, yeah. almost looking like he's pushing it away. He's leaning back, What do you think too. about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, he what is about leaning this? back. What about a phoenix? Do you think it could be Fawkes? Because I think that, you know, Harry would uh. welcome Fawkes, but Voldemort would push his hand away because it strikes, you know, fear and uh, uh, the heart of the impure, so... It could be that, but I r- really like the uh, Patronus idea because those figures, you know, it's too easy to to just, you know, assume and accept that they're Death Eaters when they could be so many things, you know. I'm just trying to think, though. Would he be able to do it without a wand? Conjure, conjure one? What? Conjure one? What? Um, uh, a Patronus. Patronus? Yeah. I think, well, I think it's probably possible because, like, a wand only channels your stuff, so you're, you know, uh, inner power. So if you're powerful enough to create something without a wand, then... You must be able to, you know, you must be able to do that powerful magic without... I bet the Dumbledore could. But, I mean, he was just learning how to do it, how to conjure a, a Patronus with, with a wand. I mean, not just, that was in book three, but... I know. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, could he do it yeah. with, without a wand? Is he that good at wandless magic at this point? I mean... What do you think, Phil? I'm not, I mean, um, I'm not shooting it down, though. I think that's a very good idea. That's a clever yeah. uh, theory. And, uh, also, I do mean, you think like, he can, when, uh... Do you think he can uh, conjure Patronus without a wand, or...? Um, well, I mean, he's Harry Potter, so... Uh, he must, he must <laughs> be able is, to. I like that like, answer, that's very practice. good. I mean, um, he's supposed to be learning a lot more in uh, Deathly Hallows, so... Maybe yeah. he's going to be focusing on uh, wandless magic. Hmm. Yeah. All right, that's well, very that's interesting. Very good theory. Thank you, uh, thanks, Phil, Phil, for calling in today. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on the show. No problem, dude. Thanks. See, See you later. later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Okay, guys, that wraps up our call-in show, and I'd just like to apologize very briefly for asking absolutely every caller who, if they knew who Michael Schofield was, or if they watched Prison Break, I'm sure it got tedious, but no. if you are a watcher and you've watched uh, the season finale, uh, then you'll know how absolutely incredible and exciting and fantastic and brilliant the show is, and you'll be uh, wanting to know who else is watching it too. So, it's like a paradox, you have to watch to realise how important the question is. Uh, I also want to say, though, I think though I think that went pretty well for, I guess that's pretty yeah, much our first uh, call-in show. So, I think it would be a great idea if we did couple more of those in the future so if you tried calling today and you didn't get uh on do not worry we will uh try to get you next time we took all skype calls this time because skype the quality uh on a skype call compared to uh a regular landline is a thousand times better so uh, we recommend uh using skype for any of those for any of you out there who uh try to use your phone but uh yeah overall very good i think we'll definitely do that again whenever we don't feel like coming up with a normal show (laughs) Yeah, so thanks guys for uh, calling in. Um, I am Michael Schofield. I'm uh, Andrew Sims. Dudes. I'm Kevin Steck. Outro. And I'm Michael Tannenbaum. So, Andrew, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, well, no, I, I think the theories presented were pretty good. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty good. I, I think it's good. Okay, thank you very much, Chloe. See you Thanks. later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My bad. I know, I know you were. I know you were. I know. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I finally realized afterwards that you weren't listening. Uh, no, I was just trying to get Kevin in here, so I wasn't paying attention. I was like, right. Andrew, what do you think of that? Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Sorry. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, yeah. I started uh, laughing man. as well, I'm sorry. Oh. Okay.